0: Hello everyone, this is Lee the Appraiser for another episode of Amazing Appraising here in our brand new APR 57 gallery in New York City. How is everyone doing today? hope You're doing great. It's a
1: little hot
0: out, <laughs> a little hot out. It's hot in, too. So, I uh, hope everyone had a nice week, nice time here over the last few days. With the city starting to get busier as days go by, and uh, we're hoping everyone as well. We're seeing some of our uh, tourist friends and visitors from the United States and from around the world. Typically, uh, a lot of our clients and collectors make sure to make a pit stop here at APR 57 when they're in the New York area, whether they're coming in from California, the West Coast, um, the South, uh, New Orleans, uh, Carolina, or as far as uh, Chicago, or even... We have Europe. We have a lot of people from Canada mm-hmm. coming in here. and now that they've opened up Europe pretty much, we're having people come in from Italy and uh,
2: Eastern Europe. We Eastern some Europe times. and Western
0: yeah, Europe. We know. had two Eastern European gold medal athletes come in yes. here in the last couple of weeks. So, anyhow, things have been quite busy here, and we've been buying and appraising like we normally do, and uh, today we're going to talk about some interesting things that came in here and give a little ed- education about uh, coins that on, that's on everyone's mind with the high price of gold and silver recently. Talking about coins right now, one of the more popular collector items and collectibles, uh, as we were saying, the price of the gold and silver medals has been spiking recently and we have been buying and appraising a lot of gold and silver coins and bars and ingots and franklin mint items if you have any of those items that you may want to sell or appraise please let us know we have here now the united states of course the coins used to be made out of the precious metals and the value used to be in the metals themselves so you would have a dollar that had a dollar worth of silver at that time. And uh, that was the currency that was used to trade items and to buy and sell things. Uh, We didn't have such a thing at that time as Fort Knox. That was done later when they um, used the gold standard. But anyhow, so what we have here is one of the earlier silver dollars. It's called the Morgan Silver Dollar. Lady Liberty is there. This happens to be a beautiful example. You can see her hair very clear, the Lady Liberty on her band, the cheeks, all in luscious fresh detail. In the back here, we'll take a little picture of that later for all our YouTube viewers. Uh, The back there with the eagle, you'll even see the breast feathers there, and everything there is clear. So this is a common known silver dollar. They made them from typically 1878 to this coin, this Morgan, was made till 1921. And then they made what's called the peace dollars, which I don't have one here this exact second, but I'll show you in the catalog here. This is a uh, peace dollar here, okay, and that one was made typically from 1921 to 1935, okay, and these were all made of virtually pure silver. They weighed about an ounce, and people love to collect these. These are very popular right now, and if you have any that you want to sell, typically in average condition, they go anywhere from anywhere from 30 to 50 dollars in average condition. Of course, if they're uncirculated or they have better dates on them, they can go for huge premiums and literally thousands of dollars on up if they're nice, rare coins. So we sell these coins individually. We sell them per 10, per 100, per 1,000. So uh, they were actually made by the government in bags of 1,000 coins. And people sometimes even have, it's rare, but we still once in a while come across these bags um, and they're very valuable as original bags because that means the coins typically have never been in circulation, so they're typically always uncirculated. They may have some bag marks or scratches, but that's typically not a problem. Um, if they are in mint uncirculated conditions. This is a Morgan silver dollar. Um, A lot of people want to buy these for investments. They, it's called, they get a double-edged sword here. They hedge their investments because they're not only buying a close to an ounce of silver and uh, hedging that silver will go up, but they're also buying rare coins, and rare coins are going to go up too, so typically They get the benefits of both worlds, and they can buy for a little over the price of the silver. They can buy a rare coin. So a lot of people are doing that right now. There's a huge run on better coins right now. So this is one type of coin. Again, we're talking on our radio show here. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back in just a second.
2: Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few, APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices. any condition even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high-cash offer at 212-246-2000, 212-246-2000, or toll-free 1-800-772-0054
0: okay this is Lee the appraiser for more we're talking about coins the silver market we pulled out over here. This is a Canadian maple leaf with the queen on the front. This one was dated the year 2000. It's called the bicentennial coin. This is also gem. It's almost like proof. It's not proof, but it's. A, uh, it looks like a proof. It's uncirculated. Again, a proof coin refers to the first few coins that are made. They polish the dies or the sets of the uh, mint mark, the mint that they uh, use to stamp the coins. So they polish them typically between every couple, po- every couple. Mint and they have a very high finish on it. So you can see that, now this is not proof, but it does look like proof. The woman there, she's she, her profile is very shiny there, the queen. So these typically retail for, again, they retail today about $35 or $40. In quantity, we sell them for less if people are interested, and we also, of course, buy them at the highest prices. We have here, this is a one ounce American Eagle. Again, very very popular. You get an ounce of silver here. This comes again. These the government is changing the design. This is the last design, and that they're making this year. They're stopping the design. Okay, and then somebody brought in. This is a one ounce heart bar. It has a little toning on underneath, which is fine. It has a, it says one troy ounce. It has the serial number there the back it's in a sealed certified cellophane plastic so again there's a huge market for these we buy them every day very very desirable and uh, they only retail for about 35 to 40 dollars a piece now we have some gold coins we have the american this is the old one this is a 1904 20 dollar liberty in brand new condition uncirculated these sell for today about 2300 hours again these were used to trade and to buy uh, in the early 1800s and early 1900s um, they used gold coins up until 1933. This is an American Eagle. This is a one ounce more recent coin. They started these, I believe, in 1986, and they still make them today. One ounce of pure, uh, pure gold. These sell for a nice premium. The government charges over the price of gold, but still not much. They, again, go for around $2,000 today. Perfect uncirculated coin. These, that's, these are both $20. They're called double eagles. An eagle refers to a $10 price. So if it's $20, that would be a double eagle. And here is a very common Krugerrand, one ounce of pure gold from 1980. So it's about 42 years old. Gem uncirculated, again, they sell for close to $2,000 today. So if anyone uh, is looking to invest in gold, buy gold, these are the coins to buy. And um, if they want to sell them, these are the ones we sell and appraise. Okay, we got something a little more interesting here. This is called an Atosha coin, a, a ship from Mexico that was carrying 200,000 of these coins. And there was a big storm in Florida around, I think it was in the 1690s. And the ship hit the storm, it hit a crater or something, and it started to sink, and it did sink. And I think there were about 260 people that perished. They had also, uh, I think, a couple thousand gold coins. Uh, Those were called doubloons and no one knew exactly where the ship was. There was a gentleman by the name of Mel Fisher who spent close to 30 years of his life looking for this ship and he finally found it I think in 1985. Wow. I think that was the year. So this is the the original coin (laughs) but uh, somebody actually went to the trouble of having a custom gold bezel and gold rim on it so it'll be worn on a chain and a necklace. This is the original coin. And as you can see some of the details, almost 500 years old, but all original. And Mel Fisher made, he was very lucky. He found these coins and uh, finally after it, it just shows, you know, he kept looking and going and working every day for almost 20, I think it was 27 years till he found those coins. You know, I can imagine what that conversation is. Every day after work, he comes home and his wife says, New Mel? (laughs) You found anything? <laughs> I'm still looking, Susie, I'm still looking. Well, have you looked in the bank account lately, Mel? That's, that uh, reminds me of uh, Henny Youngman. He said every night, not every night, I shouldn't say that, he goes every other Friday. He said it was Academy Award night in his house. He would come home after work and his wife says, and the envelope, please. Talking about these coins, anyhow. So, what else do we have here? So, uh, you know what, let's go into right. So, there's also, we specialize in all types of currencies. In, in fact. So, we had somebody who come in with a couple of these bills, $501,000 bills. Rarely, rarely seen. So, what? just to let you know, the, the law is that the uh, banks are required by the Federal Reserve Government and the Mint to uh, not to allow anyone to take these bills. Meaning if somebody, if you were standing in line in a a bank and somebody in front of you deposited these banks, you were watching, you were looking over their shoulder and you see they had a couple thousand and dollars bills and they made the deposit in the bank and the cashier took them and gave a receipt and you said, oh, Susan, is it possible that I could get these bills? I'll give you the money and take them from you. And she'll say, sorry. No dice can't do that because the bank is required by law to not confiscate, confiscate just to grab them, but to take them and once they're taken, to send them to the Federal Reserve. And the reason is because of drug money. They don't want the drug dealers. What happened was uh, in the 80s or 70s, 80s, a lot of the drug dealers would... um, would cash in their big bills, their, their 50s and 100s, and take $500 and $1,000 bills. So, obviously, they could have more money in a smaller envelope. Oh. So, being that way and to transport them and everything like that, so the government wanted to cut down on that. So, they required that the banks no longer allow these bills in circulation. And even though they're valid currency and the bank has to take it, the bank does not have to give it away. So the banks turn them in into the Federal Reserve and then the Treasury will exchange it for them in the 50s and 100s. They're very cool bills. These are all original in extremely fine condition here. This is a $1,000 bill. This is a beauty from 1934, which is the absolute last year they were in circulation. It's close to 100 years old.
3: Wow.
0: It shows Grover Cleveland, who was our president at one time. It shows a beautiful picture of them there. It shows a beautiful, interesting diagram on the back there. So this is pretty cool, you know. You, if you have one of these, we've had people who bought these, and the reason they buy them is they never have to pick up a restaurant check again. And the reason is, let's just say you're going out with a friend or something like that, or two friends, you know, and the bill's are 150, 200 bucks. You know, you make the offer. Oh, I'd love to pay it here, but all I got is a thousand. Can you break it? Okay, and unfortunately, the answer is going to be no. Or fortunately for him, it's going to be they can't. So uh, then somebody else will have to pay the bill.
2: It's a great dinner conversation. It sure is.
0: Yes, yes, and you won't have to pay for dinner either. How do you like that? So this was actually issued from the Federal Reserve, the Bank of Chicago. If you can look over there. Very cool, and you can see it for a bill that's almost 100 years old. It's in extremely fine condition. We have wow. a number of these. We actually have one here that was actually graded. This is a $500 bill that was graded. Wow. Um, certified. It was, they called it in very choice. So 500, of course, has uh, President McKinley on the front there. So these bills, we love these bills. We pay a lot of money for them. We collect them ourselves. So if you have any uh, $500 or $1,000 bills, we will pay you much, much more than the face value. We'll pay you huge premiums, Mm -hmm. sometimes $500, $1,000, $2,000 over the face value. Mm -hmm. So if you have any, please, please, please let us know. And we will be happy to give you a free appraisal and a very, very high cash offer. Okay, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be right back.
1: Do you have a car that you may want to sell for the highest immediate cash price with the absolute best and most convenient service available? APR 57 is New York City's leading buyer of all collectibles of art, jewelry, watches, antiques, as well as used or vintage cars. If you have any used or pre-owned cars that you want to sell immediately for the highest cash prices and be treated like the valued client you are, call or text us at 212-246-2000. Be sure to bring your vehicle to our new 4,000 square foot gallery on the corner of Broadway and 57th Street for a final inspection and a very high cash offer and payment. So call or text us today at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Remember, APR57 is the go-to place for getting the highest cash price for your valuables such as rare watches, diamonds, gold jewelry, gold and silver coins, sterling flatware, Tiffany items, stamp collections, sports cards, memorabilia, fine art, Judaica, as well as used cars in any condition. So drive in or stop by West 57th and Broadway to get the highest and fairest cash offer on the spot. Free snacks and drinks while you wait.
0: This is Lee, the appraiser, back for another segment of Amazing Appraising. We are talking about uh, several of the most popular hobbies in the world: stamps and coins and currency and gold and silver. So um, let's see here. Let's talk about stamps, okay? The uh, little we're going to say. I'm going to say the misunderstood, but you know, stamps used to be the most popular, probably the most popular hobby in the world many years ago. And um, it sort of has taken a back seat to a number of other hobbies, <laughs> including baseball cards recently. Yeah. So I remember as a young boy, I fell in love with the hobby. My father did a lot of traveling. He was a big professor at Columbia and a math uh, teacher. And he would travel the world giving lectures and speaking and out of the country most of the time. And uh, so he made it a point wherever, whatever state or city he country he went to, he would get me stamps, either buy some from the hobby shop or uh, get his colleagues from different countries to put them together for me. So he always came back with nice gifts, and I really enjoyed them. And I would love to, um, I remember as a child, the first thing I did was look at the stamps, and try to figure out, the first thing you want to do is figure out where they came from. You know, they were in different languages, of course. So you would have to figure out what country they were made, whether they were made in Spain, Portugal, Germany, China, Taiwan, on and on and on. All the Asian countries it would be a big, a big issue. Uh, Japan and Korea would be very difficult to figure it out. Um, because there's nothing that's said there in clear English. Made in China. You know, like that? Today everything is made in China, right? <laughs> so, but at that time, they never even put the label on the stamps. Made in China. They, everything was difficult at that time. So, as a little kid, I remember trying to figure it out, and that was a very challenging. It was like a, it was almost like putting together a puzzle. You had to figure it out, and you would base it on, then you know the the um, the language, the name of the country or there was actually a name, but they would have slow, you know, they would have a... Uh,
2: denotations. You know,
0: denotations. They would have also, they would have the country with its logo, maybe the name in its language. Um, uh, all these clues, you would figure out they would have the, the currency, the denomination. Yeah. So if it says pesos, you could, if you're clever, you yeah. could figure out it's Spanish, La- or, yeah. or it would be Spanish currency. Mm-hmm. So maybe the stamp is from Mexico mm-hmm. or Spain. Mm-hmm um you know, uh, if it had a, a picture of the Queen on it, it would typically be British or or the prince or at that time the Prince uh, you know Prince George or whatever Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. So it'd have uh, those princes would be you'd be uh, you know it would be under the um, jurisdiction of England because mm-hmm. England you know controlled a lot of parts of uh, you know uh, of Europe and stuff. So these are all things that you learned a lot trying to figure this out. And, uh, of course, I learned everything I knew about history and geography, which was not a lot, but it, at that time it was a fair amount as a young boy than I did ever in school. So, that's just, I enjoyed that, I thought it was a great hobby. We have a couple very, very unusual additional stamps that have come in here over the last period of time. These are called proofs of the very first and second American stamps ever issued. Wow! This yeah. is the first stamp that was issued in 1847. Five-cent stamp of Benjamin and Franklin, and this is the 10-cent stamp of George Washington. These are the catalog numbers number one and two. And these are actually proofs that are available with the original certificates from the 1875. Wow. these are large, what they call multiples. These are blocks of 12, four, a 12 of each one. These go for a substantial amount of money. In unused condition these stamps sell for uh, I think this one sells for probably about five grand a stamp and this is about ten this was maybe twenty thousand dollars a stamp so these are two of the nicest blocks of uh, we have here the nicest blocks of twelve known that are very valuable we got these in recently and this is a very classic stamp this is what's called the five dollar Colombian of Christopher Columbus. I issued a set of his commemorating um, his exposition in 1893, and this was a $5 stamp. So that's crazy. Do you know how much $5 was in 1893? You could have bought a building for that. So this was oh. one stamp, and it was used just to mail letters, so like registered mail or something like that. So hardly any of them were used. So, yeah. 99.9% were destroyed, none were used, it's very valuable to even use because, and this is a, uh, what somebody did was, this is the page, of, there were 50 stamps on the sheet, a plate block of six they mm-hmm. used. So they actually, in order to get this stamp, they had to take off one, two, three, four, five additional stamps and they bought this stamp at the post office. It's perfectly centered with the original imprint and plate number. Now, if they kept these five other stamps, this would be the finest, what they call, plate block of six known, and probably worth over $1 million. They didn't do that because I guess he didn't want to spend the extra 25 bucks, which is a shame, because I'd be holding a, the finest plate block of six known. So, but anyhow, as it is, this is still an exceptionally beautiful. It has full original gum and it is incredibly beautifully centered and it's one of the nicest, rarest American stamp rarities in the world. Number, scuttle of 245. But basically, it's a plate number imprint single and a plate block of six. So, we, we talked about coins, we talked about stamps. So, again, here we're talking about current events here, guys. Uh, autographs sports autographs, so oh, we, we were talking about the hobby of stamps. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, today uh, it's tied down because young kids. I think it's primarily the combination of the parents don't have the time and don't want to teach their kids stamp collecting. It's a combination of the kids; they aren't interested and don't want to be taught something or learn something they're not interested in.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you know, they'd rather do something cool mm-hmm. like years even 20 years ago, it was called Pokemon cards, and some of those are worth a fortune today. If you guys have any sealed box of Pokemon cards, or it was Charizard or something like that is the number one card, I remember handling that. my, my kids liked them, so um, that's a very popular thing today, but, or, and then they had, uh, you know, all the the sports cards picked up, they were popular up until the 19, really, uh, they were popular. I mean, people collect them a little through the 1970s and 80s, but there was never, nobody paid any money for them. Yeah. And then they started to become more valuable and collectible because people realized nobody had the old ones. So starting in the mid 80s, mm-hmm. I would say is when the market started to catch on a little and get hot. But now with everyone that was home during the pandemic and you have all these millennials, that are want to buy something that they have an attachment with and a connection with is these sports players and these sports cars. So um, the market is extre- extremely hot right now. They're every week and month they're they're selling cards for. They just sold a, a doctor in Florida who died recently. They just sold his collection for over twenty million dollars. He used to call him his little babies to play the cards. And um, so they just recently sold it over 20 million bucks. Um, So if you have any sports cards that you want to have appraised or authenticated or graded, we do that every day. A day doesn't go by where we have between 10 and 20 people coming in here and showing us the cards for appraisal, authentication, and evaluation. You need an expert eye to do that. We've been doing this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, show it to us and we'll advise you how to proceed and how to go forward with that. I think in terms of size and weight, I think stamps are probably the most valuable thing in the uh, object in the world. I think there was a, a stamp that sold recently for uh, the British Guiana stamp. I think it sold for over $10 million. Yeah. So, and it weighed- Nothing. Nothing, a piece of paper, that's it. So, uh, um- uh,
3: It's
1: the most fragile and delicate, I think, of the so things
3: that, yeah, have value.
0: Okay, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back for more of this incredibly entertaining jargon. Okay, we'll be
4: right back. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin, mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Brigitte, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices, in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Bucciolati, Van Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000 or toll-free 1-800-772-000.
0: This is Lee, the appraiser. We're back for another segment of Amazing Appraising. Uh, We're just talking about some very unusual things that have come in recently in our gallery here. This is a catalog from one of the auction houses. It is a collection of items from the largest or one of the largest collections of Muhammad Ali memorabilia ever put together. It was called the Pollager Collection. Of Muhammad Ali memorabilia was sold at auction in California in 1997, which would make it, I guess, 25 years old, right? Just about. Mm-hmm. So uh, and this has some of the coolest things. Of which we have some of these things here. This is I've had this poster before. This is a poster that was of the. Main event, world championship fight, Joe Frazier against Muhammad Ali at Madison Square Garden. is fight number two. You had to go to Madison Square Garden to see it at that time. There was no cable TV, I don't believe, at that time. Wow. Um, This poster today is worth probably a couple thousand dollars in perfect condition. Very few of these, again, when we deal with items, memorabilia, whether it's sports or jewelry or watches or coins, we have to figure out, we estimate how many were made, how many were kept, how many are left around today, and, of course, the condition on the ones that are still existing. So this was at a time in, uh, I guess this had to be about probably uh, 1974, 75. This had to be a time when nobody kept these posters. There was no real interest collectible. So to have one of these, keep them hardly any of them were saved so um so that's actually very cool so that's something to remember so when you talk about posters and items if you have them for sale or you have them you own them okay now everyone let's just say when ali fought years ago if if it was done on a specific thing uh you know if it was a big fight they would technically keep more people would have kept it Mm -hmm. if it was a program Okay, more people of this special fight would have kept it, whereas if it was a very obscure fight, less people kept it. But this is not a program. This is actually a poster. So very few people. There were a limited number of these. This was made just for Madison Square Garden. So how many did they order to put for the garden? Maybe 100 pieces. The Mm -hmm. garden is the mecca for sports in the United States and in New York City, indoor arena. So let's just say they made 100 of these for the garden. I don't know. 200, 100, it was for one night, right? So they would use it as a poster to put it, you know, advertising around the garden. So even if they made a couple hundred of them, nobody had access to them and nobody kept them and they were very, very, very scarce. Okay, these are the fight shoes, Uh, his, Muhammad Ali's fight shoes that he wore when he fought Ken Norton. I think that, uh, that, was in um, I believe it was in Yankee Stadium I believe Mm -hmm. now I'm gonna tell you a story here when I just started collecting in my business when I was a little kid when I was a kid I'm in my early 20s I went to an auction it was run by a company called Guernsey's which is they're still around today they're a small auction house on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and they're very very unique in the way they do business typically you'll have auction houses that will specialize in a particular a particular field mm-hmm. whether it's art or rare coins or jewelry or sports cards cars cars whatever it might be they specialize in just that they have people on staff that handle it and specialize it and that's what their expertise is and they get a reputation for that repu- uh, for tho- that expertise mm-hmm. so people will buy these items for their collection and down the road they will sell them typically through them when they want to dispose of their collection. Yeah. So Guernsey's is the most unique auction house probably in the world. What they do is they specialize in just the opposite. They specialize, if you can believe it, in auctioning off collection or specific items that are totally obscured to anything else. Meaning that the person that put together the largest collection of Titanic memorabilia they will auction just that collection of Titanic memorabilia. And they put together a collection, and so they have collections of, they did a collection, I think, on, um, like, Jackie Onassis or stuff like that. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Like, specific one-owner unique things. Like, a whole array of different subject, you know, items, but one subject matter. So, this is crazy, because I don't even know where it is. You know, we have storage places. But when I was a kid... I had a lot of guts, and I went, they had an auction by Muhammad Ali's manager, his name was Bandini Brown. And when Bandini Brown died, Guernsey's ran an auction. And I was a little kid, and I bought everything there I could afford. And that stuff today must be worth a fortune. I don't know where it is, it's in one of our storage facilities, but I just remember Bandini Brown was unusual in the fact that I think he was originally um, Muslim, and I think, I don't know if, it's, if he converted to Judaism, but in this collection, he had a lot of Jewish books. He had, like, the, you know, the Passover book, the Haggadah. It's called for the Passover Seder. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of very cool things and religious artifacts. There were a lot of pictures of Ali's wives and girlfriends, like crazy unique things that I hope to I hope I hope we still have it somewhere. I'm hoping I do. I have it in storage somewhere. I'm hoping. We had a lot of unique photographs. So that was one of the craziest things I bought over the years, and for me it was a tremendous amount of money. I don't remember what I spent on the whole thing. Maybe it was $20,000 on the whole thing. I didn't buy everything, of course, but I bought a lot of very, very unusual memorabilia all relating. It was Bandini Brown's personal collection. uh, and He he represented Muhammad Ali as his uh, manager over the years. I'm pretty sure this is him in this photograph, I think so.
1: Were kids allowed to go to boxing matches no, in the, in back in the... Well, they could, I think. But, you know... But who
0: would go? I mean, yeah. You know, you know, gonna, they don't have, uh, you know, kids under three or five or <laughs> yeah, anything no. like that. So the, 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 it was very expensive, still, yeah. to get a front row seat. So, you know, you're not going to stick your kid in the back. Daddy, yeah. I can't see anything, <laughs> you know. Shut up. It's $20. You know, so, but whatever. This is actually here. This is the original cash, a sunny listing ticket for one of the most famous fights in history. Mm. That's an original unused ticket. It was 20 bucks for a ringside seat in 1964, and it was estimated uh, it sold for about uh, probably $6,000. Anyhow, so I actually, re- oh, I, I know somebody, or I knew somebody. I have been in touch with him recently. He was a very clever guy, and you know what he would do? He would buy, he would get his hands on all these tickets for rare events, especially baseball games. So he would go to a game, and after the game if there was something special that happened there like a guy pitched a no-hitter that means nobody got a hit Uh if a guy hit four home runs you know so it was an event that people would want to have saved their tickets from Uh he would then at the end of the game he would go to the box office or the following day and he would buy all their unused tickets for virtually nothing because they had no use and then he would hold on to them and resell them down the road as you know brilliant no one ryan's no hitter game very clever right people people come up with very very cool ideas so anyhow so remember guys if you have anything interesting coins stamps jewelry watches art antiques paintings furniture anything that you think may be interesting it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. necessarily valuable, but it has to be rare. If you have something unusual, or rare, even if it's personal, your your grandfather got it. Again, we had a somebody came in with a picture of him when he was a little boy. His uh, somebody took of him uh, of uh, Joe DiMaggio giving out baseballs and bats mm-hmm. at a uh, underprivileged event here in 1936 in the Lower French. East Side, I believe. Right. So anyhow, if anybody has anything unique, Pictures, photographs, autographs, please bring them in. Remember, the more unique, the better. We'd love to see them, appraise them. We are going to be right back with our special guest, and we will be talking to you shortly. Thank you very much.
1: Do you have a car that you may want to sell for the highest immediate cash price with the absolute best and most convenient service available? APR 57 is New York City's leading buyer of all collectibles of art, jewelry, watches, antiques, as well as used or vintage cars. If you have any used or pre-owned cars that you want to sell immediately for the highest cash prices and be treated like the valued client you are, call or text us at 212-246-2000. Be sure to bring your vehicle to our new 4,000 square foot gallery on the corner of Broadway and 57th Street for a final inspection and a very high cash offer and payment. So call or text us today at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Remember, APR 57 is the go-to place for getting the highest cash price for your valuables such as rare watches, diamonds, gold jewelry, gold and silver coins, sterling flatware, Tiffany items, stamp collections, sports cards, memorabilia, fine art, Judaica, as well as used cars in any condition. So drive in or stop by West 57th and Broadway to get the highest and fairest cash offer on the spot. Free snacks and drinks while you wait.